Okay. That's the number one thing. Do not compare your time frame to anyone else's. Do not compare your chapter one to anyone else's chapter 10, chapter 12, whatever it may be. You don't know the struggles that other people have been through or the demons that they may be hiding or the luck that they may have had, i.e. the hard work they've been through beforehand. You know, some people come into trading doing years and years of mindset work, preparation, understanding themselves, self-awareness, self-development, and they are ready to be coached and taught and molded to what's needed. Some people come into trading because they have done the same thing their whole life and they've been stuck in the office and like, I just need change. They've done no self-awareness, no personal development, no mindset, nothing. They come in here wanting to learn, which is great, but then they have to learn self-awareness. They have to learn themselves. <laughs> they have to learn mindset. They have to learn personal growth and development. They have to be able to be coached and they have to be able to be torn apart in terms of like, oh, I didn't realize this was a trait of mine. I didn't realize this was a trait of mine and grow and develop on that. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Jake, and you are listening to The Success Shift, a show where perfection does not exist, but learning and growth take center stage. Have you ever felt stuck, like you're doing all the work but not getting the results? Maybe you feel like there's something missing. Perhaps there is some sort of internal shift that's needed to really get you to that next stage of success. Well. Buckle up and join me as we jump into the minds of those who have been successful in their field and dive a little deeper into what is actually needed to get you to that next level. Is success just a state of mind? Does believing you're successful act as a catalyst to greater success? Is it something we can work on or are some people just luckier than others? No matter what you're into or where your passion lies, if you're wanting change or a shift in perspective, then you are definitely going to want to tune in. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Success Shift. What day are we on today? It is Wednesday, I believe. Um, I feel like the last week, everything's just been... And I'm trying to find my feet again. So I um, yeah, almost forgot I was playing with my son and I looked at the time, I was like, wow, Wednesday, right. What have we got to do today? That's right, podcast. So um, today I want to spend some gratitude to start with, um, first of all, to paramedics we were just talking before this episode to a few of the people who show up here regularly and um yeah we're talking paramedics a little bit and i must say that i did a lot long stint in hospitals and i'm going to take my hat off to them so very grateful to those people and of course everyone in that sort of industry firefighters nurses police those people looking after the 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 masses um without much reward so i want to find my gratitude for those people and also again the people who are willing to get up and help and contribute to society and, and help others. I think I say this quite often that the, the most valuable thing that you can give someone is your time, especially your focused time. Um, and so there's lots of people within our community doing that, um, showing up, wanting to learn, wanting to help others. And I think that's absolutely incredible thing. So lots of gratitude going out to those people today in the chat, Chuck your gratitude in here. Like I said, morning and night, you'll, it will change your life. Um, we have some gratitude coming in. Grateful for morning, this morning for progress. Um, very grateful to have the opportunity to make time for myself for a change. That is lovely. And to be part of this amazing community. So grateful for this group and positive mindset. Yeah, positive mindset can really help. Um, we'll get on to actually a little bit of that. And funnily enough, there's lots of gratitude for the community. And it's one thing that I will touch on today a little bit in um, when we're talking about mastery. But today I'm going to talk about 
how to learn any skill um, and really not so much how to learn any skill, but the phases of learning each skill. And we spoke about this in the last few episodes and how, you know, the different levels as you progress through and how we can um, sort of bring self-awareness to where we're at. And I think it's really important because once we start to acknowledge the stages that we're in, we can figure out the things that we need to do to move to the next stage. Okay. I'm grateful to have found a house that will be such an amazing place for our local community to come together in person. Hooray. I love to hear that. That's awesome. Congratulations. All right. So the four levels of learning uh, any skill, obviously uh, I speak about this a lot on the call, but it all comes down to self-awareness, 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 basically know yourself. And that is the best way to learn anything. Um, once we start to learn ourselves, we can start to associate where we're at in this, the terms of progress and in skills that we still need. And then we can start to to look for, you know, those lessons, those people that can help us and, and all the above. So with everything, understand yourself and bring awareness to your situation. But these four levels that we were speaking about the other day, they're unconscious incompetence, then conscious incompetence then conscious competence, and then unconscious competence, okay? These are the four levels. And by that sort of fourth level, that's when we're talking those kind of mastery level skills. All right, so what is unconscious incompetence? This is basically when you first start something and you've got no idea what you don't know. I don't know what I don't know. And so you're just kind of jumping in head first. Um, it can be chaotic. It can be a mess. Sometimes, and we speak about We've spoke about the terms of motivation, intrinsic and extrinsic motivation, and how intrinsic motivation, one of the first levels is curiosity. Sometimes in this level of unconscious incompetence, you don't even have that curiosity yet. But at this level, this unconscious incompetence, this is where curiosity can be found. Okay, so let's say you're starting something new. You jump in and you're like, I got no idea what I'm doing, how I'm doing this or what's happening, but I'm here. Okay. You, when you first got into trading, Chuck, someone's in the chat. If you maybe someone was like, Hey, come check this out. So you jumped on maybe a live call and someone was like, press buy, press sell. You did it. And then all of a sudden money was coming into your account. You're like, Whoa, what the hell just happened? I just pressed the button and look at this money that's coming in. Yeah. I definitely had that. Okay. Lots of people have that. It's this kind of ig ignorance, successful ignorance. I call it where, where you have no idea about anything. You just follow the rules from someone else and it works. And you're like, wow, this is amazing. And then this piques that curiosity. So you have this, you've got this unconscious incompetence. You don't know what you don't know. You're kind of falling into something, uh, maybe by chance, maybe maybe through you know curiosity peaked from some friend and, and you're giving it a go. And then you see potential and you're like, whoa, this is amazing. Well, this is relative to trading, especially. This is amazing. Perhaps when you're riding a bike, for example, you got no idea what you're doing. Mum or dad say, sit on this seat. You sit on it. They push you down a hill a little bit and you start moving and you're like, whoa, what's going on? I'm moving fast. I'm rolling. These things called wheels are bloody amazing, right? You don't know what you don't know until you give it a go. And then once you do, you start to have that curiosity build up and you're like, this is sick. I want to learn more. Okay. Then once you start to do things for a little while, you know, maybe you start to play around with it a bit. You have this conscious incompetence level. So this is the next phase, right? This is when you know what you don't. This is, I know what I don't know, you know, you know, that's a lot of no's. Um, this is where you understand the mistakes, but you don't really know how to fix it. And I think this is where a lot of people get to quite easily. They go through unconscious incompetence. They start to learn a little bit and then they realize that they've got mistakes. And then they go from this unconscious, this conscious incompetence. And you need to try and then go to what's next, conscious competence. Okay. So this is going from, 
I know these mistakes and I know that this is the wrong thing, but I don't really know how to do it better. This is that moment in time where you need community, where you need guidance, where you need mentors, where you need accountability buddies, all this kind of thing, this direction, because there's this thing called the, um, the Dunning Cougar effect. And it's with confidence. When you first start something, your confidence spikes, spikes, peaks, your confidence spikes. And you think that this is amazing. I put some ones in the chat. If as soon as you got into trading, you were like, oh my God, this is incredible. I'm going to be rich by like a month. Your confidence just shoots straight up. And you're just like, yes, this is sick. I've landed on a gold mine, right? I had that. I definitely had that. Um, And then once you start to learn more, you realize how much you don't know. And so what happens is your confidence starts to deplete a little bit and you're like, whoa, there's actually so much to this. And I didn't realize how much I don't know, but now I'm starting to realize I'm in that conscious incompetence. I'm like, I realize how much I don't know and how much I need to learn in order to get, get to this next level. And unfortunately what happens to our confidence, it starts to dip. Okay. But then as we learn more and as we start to get more confident and consciously aware of our skills and we start to get more proficient, it starts to come back up. And then once you get to that mastery level, you're probably at that equivalent level or higher to that original um, burst of enthusiasm that you had at the start, that confidence level has gone back up because you're now doing something sort of autonomously. So this confidence dip is one of the things that loses a lot of people. Now, when you start something new, we have the unconscious incompetence, we have that spiking spike in confidence, and then we start to learn the things that we need to. And we go, oh, well, there's actually a lot more to this. I don't know if this is for me. And then lots of people tail off. Okay. And I think this little bottom dip of confidence and this gap between conscious incompetence and conscious competence is where lots of people are in that struggle mode, where you've done, been doing something maybe for a couple of years and you, or maybe not even that long, a year, whatever it is, six months, and you know your mistakes, but you can't seem to get on top of them. And so your confidence is depleting. And then you're like, oh, I don't know if this self-doubt comes in, okay? And this self-doubt is where we really need um you know, community, accountability, buddy, different friends, all that sort of thing to keep that hope, to keep that belief, to keep the vision, to keep us driving forward. So I'll get, finish off these levels and then we'll go back a little bit, but next level after conscious incompetence is conscious competence. So this is, I know what I'm doing and with some effort, I can do it really well. And I'm sure that a lot of people on this call, you know, you may have been trading for a couple of years and you know that when you're really focused, when you're doing your trading plan, when you're following your rules, when you're doing what you need to do and you have this like week, two week of disciplined trading, you're like, yes, I can do this. This is that conscience competence stage. And a lot of us will flutter between conscious incompetence and conscious competence. We know that if we give a lot of effort, We can do the things that are right and we can get that consistency. But as soon as we start to let that effort slip, as soon as our mindset takes, you know, a downturn or as soon as something gets too stressful or as soon as an emotion takes over, we sort of start to slip into that conscious incompetence. And you can see the mistakes you're making. You can see this is not the right thing. I know that this is a mistake. I know that what I'm doing right here is not the right thing. I know that I'm not doing my trading plan, but we still can't make that switch. And this is that kind of what I would consider that tipping point. Um, for a lot of people when their their confidence can sort of start to dwindle, but we need to see that discipline start to take up and take off a little bit in order to have that passion to keep going. And again, this is where, you know, the um, support system is really important. And so when we have this 
Like you got to understand this is a journey and you can't skip from one to the next. You have to go through all. It's like often it gets represented as a triangle. So you have to go from having no clue what the fuck you're doing to giving it a go and realizing there's a lot more to this, but I really love it. So I'm going to give it a go to, okay, I can see how I can become a master at this because I've been doing it long enough to, okay, now I can do this almost with my eyes closed. It's comfortable. I don't have to think too much about this. It's almost a habitual act for me. And this is that mastery level. And this is that last stage, that unconscious competence. This is where through repetition, you've done something over and over and over again, that it just becomes natural and it feels weird doing the opposite. So I saw in the chat just briefly, you need a trading plan. And that's definitely true. And I think once we've got this conscious incompetence level and you know you're at this level of like, I know what I'm doing. I can see my mistakes. That's when a trading plan needs to be brought in so that you have those rules to follow. And then conscious competence is putting effort into following that trading plan. And when you do that with a bit of effort, you start to take off again. You start to have this confidence rise and you do that over and over and over again. And what happens? You reach that unconscious competence stage where really you don't even need to look at your trading plan. You should because it's habit and you do it anyway. But the point that I see often happen is people refuse to have a trading plan and they're like, I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need it. And then they keep making losses and, and it gets to a struggle point until eventually they go, okay, I'll try this trading plan. Cause I need to try something. And then they get the trading plan and then they think, okay, yeah, I've got a trading plan, but I don't need to look at it. But really that's when they really need to look at it. And then it gets to a tipping point where the moment you don't actually need to look at your trading plan is when you've already been looking at it for long enough. Right. And even then it's so natural and habitual that you do it because that's just the way that you've trained yourself to be. And so we have, I've seen a lot of people going, no, I don't need it. I don't need it. I've got it. I don't want to look at it. And then they start looking at it and realizing that that's the habit that you need to, to be doing all the time. And there's only a small window before then they don't actually need it, but they're still doing it now because the habit's actually there. And so this trading plan, I think is really important to come in between this conscious incompetence and this conscious, conscious competence. And again, once you do that repetitively, follow it. And once you've actually looked at yourself and gone, Hey, look, I followed my trading plan perfectly for 20, 30, 40 trades. And it showed results. Whoa, no way. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to keep doing this. And then you repeat that process. And then it just becomes this unconscious competence where you are doing your trading plan without even thinking about doing your trading plan and you're having this growth and you can see, um, consistent growth in, in your accounts and, and the actual the progress. And again, Dunning-Kruger, you start to find that confidence level and then you start to take off and go even further than when you first started at the very beginning. So this is what I would call that mastery level. I speak about mastery um, level or Kung Fu or whatever you want to call it, um, where you have that ability to be fully present and it's habitual and it's in the subconscious and you can do things almost as if your eyes are closed. And this is that unconscious competent state where we know something so well that we've been doing it because um, we've been doing it over and over again, that it's yeah almost autonomous or habitual. Okay. So with those four stages, you know, it's important to know that there is a path to mastery. It's a There is a path to um, getting to that fourth stage and there are ways to speed that up. So if we think about, let's take the bike riding, for example, there's two paths. You can either maybe see someone riding a bike and then go, I want to learn this and you, and you go buy yourself a bike and then you, you sit on it and you try and then you fall and you try and then maybe you scrape your knee and you stop for a few months and you go, I want to try this again because you've got enough curiosity and passion. And then you give it a go and you try and then you fall and this process goes on and on. But if you have enough willpower and if you have enough passion and if you have enough curiosity and drive, you will eventually have enough scraped knees that you go, right, that's it. I'm going to figure this out. And, and then you make it. And this can be a long, hard 
um, and bloody road to learning how to ride a bike. Or option two, you go, I really want to do this. Mom, dad, friend, do you know how to ride a bike? Yes, I do. Okay, can you teach me? And you simply ask them for advice. You give it a go. Maybe you wobble, fall, you stop. You go, hey, what can I do better? How can I improve? Well, what am I doing wrong? And then you can try again. And then maybe you fall over once and they pick you up and go, hey, don't worry, you're so close. Let's give it another go. You're really getting close to learning this. You don't need to quit right now. Let's just give it one more shot today. And I'm sure you'll have it by the end of the day. And you go, okay, I'll give it another chance. You try again, you nearly make it, you get a bit further and you make it four, 10, 20 meters down the road. And then you go, oh my God, that was so exciting. I'm so close. And then, you know, by the end of the afternoon, you've got it. Much shorter path. Why? Because you have found a master or a mentor or someone who has done what you want to do. And you're then not only going to them, but seeking advice consistent, consistency, consistently. You are then using repetition and self-awareness to bring attention to the flaws. You're finding your failures and mistakes and you're trying to critique them and learn from them. You are trying to um, assess your progress and improve that through knowledge of someone else who's already doing what you want to do. And then when times get tough, you have a support system of someone to motivate you, to keep you going, to have that vision, to tell you you're nearly there, to, to keep you going and to, and to drive you forward. And so you can see that path two was much easier, well, maybe not easier, but shorter, shall we say, simpler and more direct to that mastery level of riding a bike. And the exact same thing goes for trading. Okay, I've seen many traders jump on, like, yeah, I'm, I want to learn how to trade. I've seen how, how you know profitable it can be. They have that curiosity. They have that passion. And then they go to YouTube University. I was guilty of this myself. And you try and you fail and you jump to from strategy to strategy thinking that all the strategies out there are false and and not working. And then you realize that you're maybe going to try your own and you can do this for months, years um, without any success. And then you go, right, this is a scam. No one's actually making money from this. Or you can take, Plan B, where you go find someone who's doing what they're doing, uh, doing what, you know, doing this, what you want to be doing, shall we say, then you ask questions, you self-assess, you bring knowledge to your mistakes, and you have a community of people who you can bounce ideas off and get that motivation for. So this level of mastery, the three key aspects um, to this are finding a, a mentor, basically someone who knows what they're doing and repeating the process. It's finding the right strategy uh, in attacking whatever it is, business, um, you know, the skill set, trading, obviously right strategy, and then the support system. And I think the support system is one of the key aspects because no matter when, what you're trying at, when you find that self-doubt sets in and you're like, is this really for me? Can I really do this? That's when you need extra motivation. Okay. So motivation is going to keep us going with enthusiasm. Discipline is what's going to keep us going when we don't have motivation, but di being disciplined and doing something that you're not motivated for and not excited for over and over again is actually really hard to do. And if we don't find ways to motivate ourselves through intrinsic or extrinsic reasons, then we're going to start to flop. We're going to start to lose that passion and we're going to start to look other ways because human behavior, excuse me, is just intrigue and curiosity and growth. And if we don't have that intrigue and that curiosity and stuff to dwindle and you start to realize that you're doing something that you don't enjoy, it's going to be really hard to maintain it through the hard times. So finding that support network um, is really important because they you can use 
extrinsic motivation from seeing someone else succeed. So maybe you're in a community and someone next to you, someone who started at the same time, someone who started before you after it doesn't really matter, who's doing what you're doing, they reach a level of success. And you're like, oh my God, if they can do it, I can do it. If they can do it, I need to buckle down and just, what did they do to get from where we were together to where they are now? And, and how can I implement that? So you've got that extrinsic motivation. You've got people telling you and showing you the vision, the hope, like, hey, look, if you keep going, this is what it could be. Um, you've got that extrinsic motivation. And once you start to use these extrinsic motivation types, you can then tap back into your intrinsic motivation and that can keep you going to the next level. So it really depends on how much you want something, you know, how big your desire is to reach it. And then the key aspect is to figure out what level you're at. Um, unconscious incompetence, unconscious. <laughs> let me try that again. Unconscious incompetence, conscious incompetence, conscious competence or unconscious competence. And I think once you get to that level where you can jump on the charts, you can see, okay, there's nothing going to happen here. You can walk away or you can jump on the charts and go, I'm going to wait 10 minutes. Here it is. Okay. You take your one, maybe two entries. Doesn't matter if you win. Doesn't matter if you lost. It doesn't affect you emotionally. You can take your points. You can just do it systematically, you know, with very little to no emotion and consistently that's that unconscious competence. And until then we've got to figure out what stage we're at and and where it is and you can swing between many of these like you don't have to be stuck on one most of the time you start on unconscious incompetence and move straight through that pretty quickly if you want to learn something and then most of us will bounce between conscious incompetence and conscious competence and i feel that sometimes and i use this metaphor the other the other day when i'm talking about guitar so when i was teaching people guitar you would hear them play chords for example and they'll be like yes i'm learning i'm learning then they'd hit this plateau and then they would feel like the, the motivation would dip and the confidence would dip because they're like, oh, why am I not getting any better? People thinking that, you know, growth is this linear um, linear rise, but it's not, right? It comes in waves and you'll have like an exponential growth for a little bit and then it will flatten out where you, you've you learned new skills, but now you've got to implement them and practice them and keep them going. So you'll play chords and then you'll realize you can play those four chords to multiple songs. And after a while, you'll be like, okay, I can play all these songs, but I can't do lead breaks or I can't do this intricate part of the song because it has different chord patterns or different finger patterns. And then you teach them bar chords and then the same thing happens. They peak, but then the confidence starts to dip because they're like, okay, I'm on this plateau. Why am I not getting any better? What's happening? And this is just the levels that you need to work through. And sometimes we might find that we're at this conscious competence stage for that skill level and that knowledge. And so then we go searching for more knowledge. And then we realize we open up the Pandora's box and we're like, whoa, there's so much I didn't know. And then we kind of go up with our knowledge, but we actually go back down to this conscious incompetence because we're like, wow, like I realize how many mistakes I make. I didn't even realize those were mistakes I could be making. And now I do. And some people get very discouraged from that because the confidence dips again because it's like, whoa, there's all this other stuff and I'm making these mistakes. But please be aware that this is just part of growth. And when you find and when you can bring awareness to more mistakes for different reasons, that's not a negative thing. That's a positive thing. But it's kind of a backwards thought pattern because you think there's more mistakes. What's going on? Like, how come these weren't here before? But they were. You just weren't consciously aware of them. You weren't aware as to why these were happening. So you might be taking these trades, for example, and you're like, why am I not doing this? Or why is this a bad trade? Or it says, you know, it marks these two things that I think is correct. I know it's a bullish engulfing candle and it's with the trend. What's happening? And then you're like, well, oh, actually there was a resistance level just there. Oh, I didn't even know I had to look out for that. Okay. And so it just actually went up and touched the resistance level and rejected straight off it. Yeah, that's what we expect to do. Now you know that. And so now you can bring that into your repertoire of things to look out for. And so you're like, 
oh, something new. I didn't realize I, what else do I not know that, that I could be making mistakes on. And when you have these moments, we need to shift our mindset from being like, oh, I don't know much. This is hard. Like, help me run away to, oh my God, there's something new. That means there's something I can improve on to get me even closer to that next level. Okay. So again, bringing that self-awareness to your situation, understanding the levels at which you are at. And I can definitely say that I have still been fluctuating from conscious competence to conscious incompetence. And there are days when I can jump on and I'm really in the zone and I feel like I've reached that level of unconscious competence. But then I slip back down to, to like, I really need to focus on doing this because it's not quite there yet. I haven't done it enough times or I haven't followed my trading plan as it is enough times or whatever it is. And we can dip back and forth. But as long as you're aware of where you are and realize what you can do to get to that next level, that's growth. And as long as you're still growing, that's the most important thing. Okay. That's the number one thing. Do not compare your time frame to anyone else's. Do not compare your chapter one to anyone else's chapter 10, chapter 12, whatever it may be. You don't know the struggles that other people have been through or the demons that they may be hiding or the luck that they may have had, i.e. the hard work they've been through beforehand. You know, some people come into trading doing years and years of mindset work, preparation, understanding themselves, self-awareness, self-development, and they are ready to be coached and taught and molded to what's needed. Some people come into trading because they have done the same thing their whole life and they've been stuck in the office and like, I just need change. They've done no self-awareness, no personal development, no mindset, nothing. They come in here wanting to learn, which is great, but then they have to learn self-awareness. They have to learn themselves. <laughs> they have to learn mindset. They have to learn personal growth and development. They have to be able to be coached and they have to be able to be torn apart in terms of like, oh, I didn't realize this was a trade of mine. I didn't realize this was a trade of mine and grow and develop on that. And so it's going to take that person much longer than someone who's been taking, you know, lessons for the last 15, 20 years and then come into this. You see business entrepreneurs, right? This is that default mode network I was talking about maybe three weeks ago, this neural network in our brain that automatically returns to habits and self-beliefs and self-narrative. For lots of us, that default network is, I'm not good enough. This is too hard. I should just quit. I'm going back to my day job, right? That's what a lot of us are refined to. And unfortunately, that's the way that the system has kind of had this default network built into us. However, there are people like you see business entrepreneurs who have made millions of dollars in a business, then had something wipe that out. And within two years, they're back on to another million dollar business. Why? Because their default mode network goes back to, well, that sucked, but I know that I can do this. I've done this before. Let's go again. What can I learn from? What can I do? What can I do better? What can I do worse? How can I improve? Where can I grow? What more can I learned from the mistakes and the lessons that I've just had. That's a completely different default mode network, but that is something that you can learn. I remember saying that the example that I heard from this was from Mel Robbins, where if you're a right-handed and all of a sudden I say, can you write left-handed? When you first do it, you're going to suck. It's going to be messy. It's going to be horrible. But over time, you can get very um, sufficient or proficient in writing with your left hand if you really wanted to. The same thing goes with changing a default mode network. You can get really proficient in defaulting to I'm a success. I can do this. There's no problem. This is just a setback, that growth mindset, that grit, that determination. Okay. And so this is what we need to lean towards. This is what we need to fall back on is that I can do this. I am capable. All right. So a few things that I wanted to go over there, um, talking a little bit about the four levels of um, learning any skill set and how to get to mastery. That was uh, repetition finding the right strategy and having a mentor and then the, the support network, which is, you know, mentor, 
mentor, accountability partners, buddies, friends, and families. And the last thing I want to say is, um, you know, accountability partner you can have for different things. You can have accountability partner for mindset. You can have accountability partner for technical analysis. You can have accountability partner for exercise and diet, right? And this is where I often say to people, you should have multiple friends in your group, but friends, one, a friend who supports you no matter what, they're just like your ride or die, no matter what you say. If it's like, this is a dumb idea, they're like, yep, I'm in, let's do it. You should have a friend who's honest with you um, in their critique and you'll be like, hey, can you give me honesty, you know, honest feedback on this? And they will tell you to part and be like, this is what could you could do better. And sometimes that hurts, but sometimes it's needed. You should have a friend who is just a good listener and that you can speak to them and speak to them and speak to them and speak to them. And they'll just like absorb it and kind of give you that little bit of good advice. You should have a friend that's honest and grounding. Sometimes they're like, hey, look, yeah, shut up, get over it. Like, that's what you need to hear right now. Sometimes you need that friend. And sometimes you need a friend who's, you know, creative and be like, yeah, you could. Or how about this? Or how about this? And expands your ideas. And if you can find these different friends and use them or let's say confide in them or utilize their skill sets at different points in time, you can really have um, nice growth. And and that that that's what a strong support system is, where you can utilize people for how they can support you and you can do the same to them and realize that relationships are different, right? Relationship I've got with one of my friends is going to be different to the one that I've got with my other friends, which is going to be different to the one I've got with my sister and my wife and my mom. They're all different relationships and you can use them to benefit you in um, and mutually use them to benefit you in whichever way you need. All right, running out of time here. So traders, let's jump on to the trading call. Make sure that you have done your brain warm up. Make sure that you've read through your trading plan. Make sure that you have your journal here ready to write with a pen ready to go. Make sure you've done your lot size calculations and make sure that you know what your lot size is for today and your stop loss and all the lovely things that we do every single day. So listening on the podcast, much love. Again, if you enjoyed this episode, I am trying to grow it. So please just share it with one other person it means the world to me. And I think only about 30% of people are following this that are listening. So if you could follow or subscribe and do all that, it really does grow the account, uh, grow the, the channel which I can then use to help more traders and more people with their mindset. And so we can get a few more people financially free, living the life that they want. So does the world a favors to me, but for now, much love. Um, we will see you again on the next episode. Bye.